Hey everybody, welcome to the 69th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. Fuck yeah, bud! <laughs> nice! Fucking nice! Well, we that took all of fucking five seconds for it just yeah. to absolutely turn into infants. Holy shit. Deep, deep, deep in our 30s, and we were waiting for that. <laughs> we were waiting for that moment. No, we both... we've, been, we've been doing this podcast for four oh fucking God. years, just waiting for that moment. So anyways, oh we'll see you guys God. back at uh, episode 420. <laughs> <laughs> right, that'll be the next milestone where we can just absolutely yeah. lose it during the introduction. Yep. Um, and uh, just a quick reminder that you can get some cool bonus content by becoming a member of our Patreon, such as ac- such as access to our private Discord where you can listen to our podcast live and uh, actively attempt to distract us in the chat. And it doesn't take much. It does not. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I can actually. We've got the TV set up next to the computer, so I could I could theoretically put anime on now next next door here. Uh, yeah. Uh- uh, I don't know dick about uh, anime, so I always like feel weird putting it on. I always just want to put on uh, One Punch Man, or whatever the fuck it is. So, yeah, uh, VHS works out well. So I just one, put something on, put it one on Punch silent, Man and just is, call it good. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That's it. That's I was going to say, say, that's a great anime for sure. It's like kind of a... That and Attack on Titan, I think, have introduced an entire new generation to anime, basically. Um, the One Punch Man, uh, I specifically do like when it's English dubbed. Um, I, I've listened to both, but I, I like it, I guess, that one specifically. But it's like, I don't take it as anime. It's more, um, I don't know. It's, uh, like an Adult Swim kind of cartoon. I really don't take, uh, it, 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 I'm not really, like, uh, interested. It's not like, a, like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, fuck. But, you know, it's just, it's a cool story. Just the guy, like, touches somebody and they it's, fucking die, basically. And it's very, like, comic booky too. So I, I can it's see how it sort book-y. of, like, translates well, for sure. It's that kind of, like, a broader appeal. And, uh, yeah, um, it's not so much backstory where I have to be like, you know, some of the anime they really fill you in fast uh, <laughs> on the dialogue. We're like, I, I, uh, I don't know whose father or who you are, like that kind of thing. Where, yeah, anyways. I think that's why Cowboy Bebop is such a good anime because it's so episodic that you can just like put on any episode at any given moment and just kind of like enjoy it equally. Put it on in the background if you're familiar with it, and it always just hits, yep. you know. Dude, it, it's episodic, and on top of that, the fucking music they choose is. Mwah. Yeah, so, yeah. I also dig on that one. So, uh, by the way, everybody, we got an anime podcast coming out here soon. Uh, we just we've been we've been slacking on that. We totally forgot about the last one. I like posted about it on Patreon, and then we both forgot, and no one called us out, and I'm so shocked and embarrassed. And uh... <laughs> no, but hey, do you know what? I don't care. We're gonna keep doing them. It's all good. <laughs> no, we'll definitely we like OU two now, so we should like put out a couple in quick succession. Um, but, but yeah, man, uh, just uh, chilling. Uh, how you doing? Well, you know, I've been packing a ton of records lately, so... Um, busy boy! Yeah, so, yeah, as you know, that's keeping me really busy, so I've had an opportunity to, like, just binge-watch all kinds of shit, so I've been binge-watching a good portion of, like, the Gundam sagas, um, and working my way through Star Wars again, which is a bit laborious. Episodes 1, 2, and 3 are just fucking horrendously awful every one of them i won't i won't i won't sign up i ain't doing it i don't got time for that shit <laughs> no you know four thing. five and six are, are great they're classic and I, I i love them because i enjoyed them as a kid but the, the ones that came out like in the 90s just they they have like every one of them has like a great part there's like i love the the pod the pod racing scene from episode one and i love like the the duel with darth maul with the dual lightsaber and fucking, um, yep. I, I love like the, the arena scene from episode two, and like some of the some of the episode three is like okay, but it's just like 
yeah, it's like, it, there's just like parts of the movie that are enjoyable, and then the rest of the movie is just like J.J. Abrams. When, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember when George Lucas uh, divorced his wife, but that was the point where it really kind of fell apart. I can't remember where, what, which one it was, but uh, I, I know she was a very big contrib- like back contributor to everything and when he uh when she peaced out uh he kind of fell apart there so you feel like that his divorce was a contributing factor to his decline as a director i i've read this like two or three times heard in two or three podcasts as well wow people people feel like there's a correlation then yeah 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 it was like Hmm. she was like his original divorce was like she was also like giving him ideas in the background and shit like that yeah Um, interesting i I don't touch any of those those other those those ones you're speaking of uh i just go uh you know throwback so Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's sort of a weird theory. But, uh, yo, uh, you got some free time lately. Uh, fucking, how's it been? <laughs> yeah. Just having free time. Uh, yeah. Like, like how's, how's, it, how's it just, like, fucking kicking up? Put your feet up and just, like, doing, like, things, like, for you. I mean, it's it's great. So, to expand on what Levi is saying, um, as Levi knows, I, I got laid off from my fucking job. So, that was kind of a bummer. But, yeah, I, I've basically had such good rapport with my clients when I was working with them that I've been working with them independently so it's kind of like uh, you know one door closes and another opens kind of thing and yeah it's allowed me to and it's kind of allowed me to focus again more on Dark Trail and Math Core Index and um, that's why we're doing another podcast so soon after the last one is because yeah I've got a lot of fucking free time so there's also a lot of music we gotta fucking catch up to dude we're, we're technically still like we're at the cusp, but kind of still playing catch up as far as the episodes go, you know. So it's it's good that we got so much music to cover. Yeah, uh, you said it. We're we're like behind, and uh, we we did a poll recently, so we've got like a, a podcast poll band specifically, you know, consisting of bands that y'all have selected our Patreon supporters. So we'll be recording that in the next uh, couple weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, also, dude, uh, I saw the uh, saw the post today. I did not realize that, but a uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I think it was it was last month, but <laughs> it was last month, yeah. It's all but, good. Dude. But still, that. you know, uh, just sort of uh, letting everybody know that we're doing it. Four fucking years. I don't feel like I post about the podcast enough, or the fact that we have a Patreon. I'm sort of like bashful about it, but I realized that I need to be like more. Uh, well, now that I've got the time to sort of focus on it again, first of all, we need to like go through and like make some modifications. Anyway, yeah. we're getting we're getting too we're getting too in depth here. We're, we're tweaking things, everybody. We're tweaking yeah, things. We're fine-tuning we're them. We're going to tweak some stuff. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What kind of tea are you drinking, bud? Uh, I'm drinking some Earl Grey tea. Nice. Ooh, a little caffeine. It's just a hint, for the hint of vanilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, another fun thing is recently I saw a fucking mouse in our goddamn apartment, so that was fun. <laughs> Wait, on the, on the fucking sixth floor? Like, yeah. the top floor. So, Christian's yeah. the top floor of his apartment building. So, sixth floor. Dude, that's interesting. So, what we think is happening is they're being driven out from, like, the basement level. They're down there, like, doing work in the boiler room or the, the furnace or whatever the fuck it is. And uh, they're, like, moving a bunch get, of shit. But where are so, they getting in? Where are they getting in? That's, that's what I don't know. I, the gap underneath my door is pretty fucking large. So, I suspect either oh. there or... I mean, because they can, oh. like, sort of collapse their bodies a little bit and, like, get through really tight fucking God, areas. I... Old man corner. Old man corner, even though we're, we're recording right now. Uh, yo, uh, use tinfoil and tape. Um, like, make it make it where you, like, put enough tinfoil to cover the bottom. It might, like, kind of scrape the floor a little bit. But basically, that's what we do. We're not going to do stops. this. Yeah. We're, what? We're really? Gonna, we're going to get, like, a, a, a nice, like, door stopper thing of some sort. 
you know. So no tinfoil. No, no tinfoil. I appreciate the the suggestion though. Huh? Uh, I listen. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I washed my hands of this. You could have saved twenty five dollars this way. <laughs> you'd spend five hours setting it up, but listen, you'd save twenty five dollars. My landlord was so confused. She came in last week and she's like, "What's with all the tape and the tinfoil?" I'm like, "Well, there's fucking I'm on mice medication. everywhere." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's fucking mice everywhere. Yeah, so that got me freaking out, like tearing our entire fucking place apart, looking for fucking vermin portals and droppings and deep cleaning everything. And fortunately, I didn't find any shit at all. So I, I'm guessing that maybe they might have just like been driven up again from the shit that's going on down in the basement. So I don't know. Oh my god! Uh, but 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 basically, Christian, one last thing. Uh, just be happy because at night uh, I can wake up and hear them in the fucking walls. This I is the first time scratching. I've ever seen any like Scraping. vermin in our building. So, well, just put some glue traps down and find. Uh, I would look into the sink area if anything. Uh, also, that, that already did that. Yeah. Again, no. There's like no droppings or openings, so I'm hoping that it was just underneath the front door. And we just need to like get a new door jam. But they're gonna look at it on Monday. So, get that fucking oh, shit sh- sorted. Oh shit, how would you like to be Holly? She fucking got a, a random rodent. Don't even know what it is. Just a guest. <laughs> the size of Cocoa Puffs. Yo, Holly, good luck. <laughs> good luck. I really. <laughs> you better watch out for that, whatever it is. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, raccoon shits look terrible. So when you see raccoon shit, you're like, oh my god, it's fucking terrible. But, like, oh fuck, it's just, okay, it's a raccoon. But, like, if you got, like, a certain. Yeah, man, if you got random poops and you don't know what it is, that's pretty crazy. Set up one of those like motion capture cameras, you know, like those wildlife yeah. cameras. <laughs> but it like, turns house, off when everywhere. it like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, that's fun. Fucking. Yep. So you want to talk about some bands now? Yeah, and not mice anymore because I actually started looking down on my feet, looking by my traps and everything. So let's switch the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the first band uh, that we're going to talk about is Under the Pier. Wow, we're starting with Under the Pier. Okay. That's right. And uh, Under the Pier are a mathcore quartet from Baltimore, Maryland. We've discussed the band uh, on their previous, uh, their, uh, upon their release of their debut EP, uh, again last year when they released their debut full-length, Puff Pieces. And now they're back with their second full-length album, An Exercise in Discontent, which they released October 8th via Dark Trail Records. Chaboy. <laughs> and uh, the album was produced by Emmett Seglia of Detach the Islands, mixed by uh, Pedram Valiani of Frontier and sectioned at Outlier Sounds, and mastered by Brad Boatwright at Audio Siege. So you already know basically that it's going to sound massive with that kind of pedigree. And uh, if you're familiar with like Frontier sonically, the mix is not a far cry from that either. No, uh, sonic would be the word there. Uh, wow, I did not know Emmett had uh, uh, his fingers in here too. That's amazing. Yeah, apparently he played a, a pretty big role in the recording of this album. Wow, awesome. Fucking what's up, Emmett? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think he's been fucking... like... Sorry, I was just going to say, I think he's been coaching David on drums. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, let me start it off by saying just holy fucking shit. Uh, from Puff Pieces to this, uh, what a leap, uh, progression. It's amazing. Uh, I, I just want to say amount of tracks just it is such a well-rounded album as far as a mathcore uh album so, for sure yeah it's got just such like a better flow than puff pieces you know there's a real sense of like, oh yeah like they've like matured so much between just from like last year in terms of songwriting really allowing like certain parts to be like repeated 
and it just kind of creates moments where they can like have like that part you know what i'm saying like have yeah. those like those memorable hooks and it all it took was just repeating a part here and there basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dude, like uh, they, i mean that and they've started using seven string guitars so I, I think that that also has a really big effect um on the sort of the aesthetic of, of the music the now. the first time you and i listened to this album together uh that was a uh, uh, a clear sign just in listening to it it was like holy fuck this is a lot thicker it's like well they got seven strings it's like okay well that <laughs> definitely lets me know right there uh as, as well um breakdowns uh just overall songwriting i would just say just that much more chunky and chaotic uh because of the I seven have, strings for sure Absolutely, man. And it complements. I mean, it, it complements their style. They're like a breakdown kind of oriented band. So, sort of, it just like makes a whole lot of sense to add that more low end, you know. Yep. So, I mean, we're gonna drop drop all the bands in right into the moat. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just Dillinger. We got a little heavy, heavy low low going on. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Well, I would say Ion Dissonance and Danza. Oh, very Ion. Oh, Ion D Danza, let's keep going, baby. Red what cord. What I'm trying to say is, this is this is math. This is math core at its finest. I yes, like absolutely. Say, a, yeah, I mean, like, uh, just put it all together, throw it in a bucket. That's fucking math core right there. You took a lot of words would, out of my mouth with that last paragraph for sure. I mean, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I mean, this. I don't use the Dillinger album. comparison lightly at all. Yeah. So, and they come in. Uh, I mean, we, I know we like to throw Dillinger and Converge around a million times, but the FFOs. Uh, but I just, um, overall, this would be my album this year. If somebody was to ask me, like, what is Mathcore, I would probably show them this. Uh, it's just got everything. Um, personally, I already mentioned the breakdowns. The breakdowns are fucking incredible. Uh, they are. I, so varied. I, uh, varied. Uh, the, the kind of panic chords going on. Uh, I, I just, I, I, other than picking the track, my favorite track was Glower. Other than that, man, it's yeah, that I, one I, fucks. I, it fucks. It fucks because of the the whole like that breakdown kind of panicky part where it's a uh, uh, twist and knife sharp in my spine. Yeah. Oh my god. For, that's that's fucking amazing. That that's like one of the best parts of that song. But um, sign me up, dude. I fucking <laughs> love it. I, yeah. I Glower skip, is incredible. I skip to Glower. So yeah, the Glower. Yeah, yeah. The uh, main but, motif uh, is like what closes the track too and they, it kind of like starts to show some like deathcore influence with all those minor third riffs and it's got again the biggest breakdown of the album with that fucking line that you're talking about right there absolutely uh, and just to kind of like sorry uh, I was just gonna say just to kind of like add to what you were saying earlier about like the what's happening in between like the breakdown parts and it's like I feel like the guitarist is really just providing some nice counterpoint with adding those like nimble chromatic guitar runs and like finger tappy parts in between the heavier chug parts it really just fucking it it strikes such a great balance of like heavy and technical and catchy and chaotic at the same time oh well said bud absolutely absolutely uh yeah dude i uh i won't ramble anymore Uh, i just fucking love this album um i did throw glower was your favorite Uh, though well, and that was because of that piece, but really, man, it's really throwing at a, a dart uh, at this album because I, I enjoyed everything. They're all quality, there's, right? Like, it's hard no, to pick there, a favorite. There's there's really no filler, um, so I appreciate that, man. Fucking just, yeah, it's great. Uh, I would say Glower would be the one for me. But uh, what, what about you? Like, what are the tracks that stick out to you? Oh, again, just super difficult for me to pick a favorite because everyone had just impeccable delivery. Um 
But yeah, I I, uh, I think that subtext and make believe fact, which is the lead single, is definitely one of the strongest mm. tracks on the album. I mean, it's got a it shows that they've really been working super hard on their songwriting and their technique. And again, as I was saying earlier, just kind of allowing certain parts to repeat, you know, which allows yep. Yep. more room for anthemic parts like the moment you mentioned earlier from Glower uh, to the like this this song subtext's like main breakdown chant, which is turn over new leaves and hear my plea fuck love it's make believe the joke's on me that, that fucking that line during that breakdown is just oh my god <laughs> it's so fucking good that just smacks so goddamn hard the guitar work and drumming on that track are just particularly impressive David really adding some really memorable and perfectly placed fills you know like especially right before that breakdown I just mentioned um, and Dylan just doing some acrobatic shit Excellent music video, which we premiered, and I'll, I'll put that for you in the description, too. Is this the the heart one with the, the girls? Yeah, so she's... The, uh. Yeah, they, they've just... They, I mean, first of all, they've been killing the fucking music video game. Last year, they put even out... Even during Puff Pieces. Yes, even good. during Puff Pieces. So they've been working with this director, Shane Gardner. He is just, like, really effectively curating their visual aesthetic for them. They, they So last year, they put out a music video for four-sided triangle and another one for uh, idol slash idol both of those were just like fucking amazing and the one that they put out for subtext and make-believe fact is yeah this woman like chopping up uh, someone's like heart and the band is like performing in a white room covered in blood the one for fabulous is fucking great too which is also one of the best tracks on the album as well just again showing that they know how to like make you beg for that fucking heavy part you know like with the build up and then they take it away and then they take it away just as quickly too so it's like just adding endless variation to everything they do in the process and uh when when they hit you with that groove about 60 seconds into the song it's just such a heavy moment and you just have to like throw your head back and laugh at how goddamn catchy and technical it is I don't know. It's just like the riffs are next level, especially on Fabulous. I feel like that's one of the, the, the better songs on the album. And Jesse is just like fucking spitting in the second half of the song, you know, like yeah. just going off like tons of cool vocal variation on that part, really just delivering during that bridge section. Uh, and we're, we're a little late uh, in the shows of Under the Pier, but actually as we're speaking, Under the Pier are out uh, just getting it in with the shows. Uh, promoting this album so if anybody has or is about to see them kudos because we're on the w- west coast and we don't get to see the guys so yeah they'll be starting their um their run of east coast states this week on wednesday as i recall so yeah i'll yeah. uh i'll link that flyer for you as well or the event rather um i would like to just uh give a tip of the hat just from what you were talking about the, the music videos uh naturally all these music videos with all these bands it, it's just like the record production and everything it's all out of their pocket it's not many i mean nobody's really throwing down for music videos right uh so i want to just say under the pier fucking amazing that you have close friends and and compadres that uh can produce and direct and uh, edit uh, yeah. as well as people willing to willing to fuck with you just like having extras and stuff um and this will not be the first time i say this tonight uh we have quite a few bands on this episode specifically that are really not only just DIYing the whole production and everything, but 
going above and beyond and really making some quality music videos for us to present and show. Uh, well and, said. And I, I'm, yeah, and I mean, honestly, uh, all the music videos that are out uh, on this podcast night will either be available on the Mathcore Index YouTube or the Screamo Index YouTube. So just do your homework, check it out. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You can you can find many of these bands. Uh, in many cases, they're, they're premieres via our YouTube channel, respectively. So, yeah. Yeah, man, but, uh, they yeah, just... Man, um, this album is so fucking good. They've just uh, they just next level yeah. so hard. Everything about so, it is is so much more. Um, just everything is just like perfected. You know, just dialed in. Way more refined. Way more enjoyable. Way more memorable. Even more mind bendingly technical. Like, and again, they've just cultivated, as Levi was saying, such a strong fucking visual aesthetic with all these music videos, and all these people are just clearly uh, willing to invest a lot of time and energy on this band. So clearly, they're doing something right. Yeah, obviously, dude. Uh, I would like to just request that you choose the goddamn song because there is too many bangers on this album. So I gave you my favorite track. I'm not sure it's going to be yours. Oh, man, yeah. So I, I definitely like Subtext a lot. I really like Fabulous. Um, every every song just has a moment, though. Like, Fetch Me One of Them Personalities like, has that massive groove about halfway through it. Um, uh, Left at Church or whatever the fuck that, that track is, too. Left in Church or something like that. It's... Oh, left in the lurch. Yeah. The All lurch. I have in my yeah. notes for that is, does it feel like I'm not okay? Woo! It's fucking, that one hit me too, dude. I was like, holy what the shit. Fuck, man? Yeah, yeah so. that's a fucking, that is a mosher. And it just keeps going too. Like, like so many of their songs just keep getting, like, they get progressively more intense as they advance. But there's a, a, there's a real sense of, like, balance on this album too, because they've, I mean, A, they've added that, uh, that interlude, the interlude track, which sort of, adds a bit of breathing room in between um, Glower and Breaking Point 1, Karen 0, which also fucks, too. That breakdown, the devil's in the back seat, that, that needs to go in a fucking shirt. <laughs> Boom! Right? Yep. Yeah, yep. that needs to be big block letters. Um, some of the best lyrics on that song, too, by the way, Breaking Point 1, Karen 0. <laughs> the title also just makes me laugh. That's amazing. Um, and then uh, they've got this like really sludgy song on the back end of this album, "The Best Advice I Never Got," which is like they took a, a page straight out of like the Gaza playbook and just like went again full sludge at the beginning of this track. And it just like I think it works really well for them. They make that sound work, and it sort of a bit it, of a it, palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think it, it shows that they've developed some restraint, like just like not launching back into another crazy fucking you know chaotic track but sort of like take take their feet off the gas and just allow the album to breathe a second allow the riff to ring out for a second and just allow you to like fucking to just sort of like reflect on what you've just heard you know you've heard yep yep the album is just it closes super strong too like i feel like every track is so good that song about roses and thorns and shit with that daughters-esque intro riff um, and that honey, I'm home part that just that hits super strong as well. And then uh, in vogue, the closer. I'm not going to go into too much more detail here, but just wanted to say that this might be one of Under the Pier's best and most idiosyncratic tracks yet. I feel like what we're hearing on this track is like them doing them in like the the purest way. Um, and that final breakdown, it has such a sense of finality and catharsis to it, and it just it feels like such an organic and raw like live performance that uh, you almost feel like you're hearing the end of the gig. Like, when you hear that, you know you're hearing the end of the album, and I, I appreciate that a lot. 
very well said. Uh, I do not have that written down at all about towards the back end of the album, but that is, yeah, man, you nailed that. That's absolutely right. Uh, that track, uh, I did not even view it as a palate cleanser until about now. Uh, I just uh, that fr- the first the first three fourths of that fucking record is just like wham 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 wham, you know. So uh, yeah, it's nice to have that for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, Gloward kind of is a bit groovier and less like insane through its duration uh, through its duration rather. And they do have like the the interlude, but yeah, the back end I feel like has a lot more like a lot more breathing room and atmospheric moments and. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think every track on this album fucking bangs, but so um, but that being said, though, we're going to go ahead and give them subtext and make believe fact because we premiered a music video for it. And um, if you if you watch that music video, I, I feel like it'll really fucking sell you on this band. And if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening to the podcast right now. Go watch what the music video. Doing? Yeah. What are you doing? This is like one of the best uh, visually music videos that we've premiered all year. Um, Absolutely. So with that, we're going to go ahead and play for you Subtext and Make Believe Fact, which is track two from Under the Piers, new full-length album, An Exercise in Discontent, which came out on October 8th. Here we go.
fucking ridiculous. Oh my dick. So that was amazing, man. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. So good. And just so much more, just, um, so much more compelling than their, their earlier stuff. I feel like they've, this is a big leap for them. Really looking forward to the next LP. I feel like they're, they're starting to define their own sound on this album. Keep walking up them steps of mathcore, baby. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of like torchbearers for like the sound, I really don't think it, it gets too much better uh, stylistically, you know, musically, um, just performance wise in this band. They're really fucking, they're pulling it off super well and they pull it off live very well too. Um, them and obviously, good. Uh, it might make sense or not, but uh, to carry on the tradition is a fine line between just ripping people off, and I feel like they are carrying on the tradition of mathcore. They right. are pulling too much from every from a specific thing. They just are representing, like we said in the beginning, it's it's a well-rounded mathcore album. Uh, if anybody was asking me what mathcore is this year, I would probably show them this record and tell them to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, and, so. and I agree. Like, although I can pinpoint their influences, I, I feel like that might just be due to the fact that a I know them. Um, I know you know I've. I can tell what their influences are, but I don't feel like, as you're saying, you know, it's not like, um, it's not just like so obvious where you just feel like it's a ripoff band who's just really trying to sound like Dillinger. It's like, no, they've really got um, the more modern mathcore sound, which is more like admittedly breakdown oriented, but still. Absolutely. You need, yeah, dude. You need them breakdowns. In there. But still a lot, uh, you know, a lot of technical aspects to it as well that appeals to me, like as a musician who enjoys that kind of stuff, just generally speaking, more experimental and more, um, just, just more interesting. So, uh, yeah, again, a super, super well balanced album. Really enjoy it. One of the best releases of the year for sure. Uh, so that was, again, Subtext and Make Believe Fact, which is track two from Under the Piers' new album, An Exercise in Discontent, which came out on October 8th. So the next band we're going to talk about is 30 Seconds Go. 30 Seconds Go are a mathcore quartet from Maine. Uh, we talked about them a couple years ago when they released their debut single, Did You Remember, not their debut single, released a single, Did You Remember Your Reusable Shopping Bags? which was a fucking hitter. Um, <laughs> that was so long ago. Yeah, it was two years ago, 2019, yeah. Uh, but now the band are back with their new EP, their first release in over 10 years, uh, considering they started back in 2009. Um, and it's called A Self-Help Guide to Your Nervous Breakdown, which came out on September 10th. And uh, 30 seconds go, they're uh, very like down-tuned and breakdown. Again, <laughs> We could say a lot of the same things that we were saying about uh, 30 Seconds Go as we were saying about Under the Pier. Uh, notably, they use eight strings, so eight-string math core, metal core, with a bit of an experimental edge. They add a lot of synths, a lot of spoken word. There's spoken word parts like left and right all the fuck over the CP. Um, yes. So in, in essence, it's kind of like hearing someone pulling a lot from like Daughters and Heavy Heavy Lolo, uh, but also putting it in like a heavy context, similar to like Danza and Ion Dissonance. So this is again the heavier side of modern mathcore. We're seeing a lot more of these days. Uh, I want to say, uh, I want to say, uh, just w- with what you were just mentioning there, uh, the heavy, the heaviness of the vocals, the sassiness of the vocals, and the talkiness of them. Uh, it it really, like I said, like you were just mentioning, uh, it's very well rounded. Uh, this is 
another one I would be like, well, this would be mathcore. This is kind of, you know, they're pulling from here, they're pulling from there, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but vocally wise, holy fucking shit. Love the styling. Love the, the heavy stuff. Love pretty the unique. fucking talky, sassy. Yeah, it's great. You don't really hear the spoken word style combined with this, like, eight-string sound very often. No, you know what I'm uh, saying? Last of Lucy did a little bit. I know they're more grind, but Last of Lucy like to do a little more talky shit with a lot of blasts behind them. Uh, you know who else but, uh, did that a lot was, I know you listened to this band, Pretty Mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Pretty Mouth uh, is very, very them, similar. But yeah. for reminding me, yes. Uh, um, that that I, band I, I, came I, to my I, mind a lot. Another, I'm going to stick a little wedge in here. I want to say shout out to fucking uh, uh, Corey Curly Swope uh, of uh, Curly Art that oh, did yeah. the, the cover of this. Uh, I, I want to say that Curly Art, a.k.a. That has, Zombie Shark. A.k.a. Zombie Shark, well said. Uh, I want to say that they are really capturing that uh, that, mwah, that essence of uh, the MySpace era and Truly. really kind of getting back into that early styling. So, yes, yes. Just Corey, fucking kudos to them. Yeah, Corey's been doing a lot of really good art recently. They did the art for, um, what is that, that split that's coming out soon? Or maybe it's like uh, it's got the Gundam on the uh, cover. This is the year of the this is the year of the splits. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that split that's coming out. That could not have been more vague. I'm so sorry. Uh, um. Anywho, but uh, yeah. yeah but this, I, I, want, I want to touch on that. great just art like, though. I mean, Corey fucking very yeah, very MySpace aesthetic. Lot, yeah, uh, Corey has been doing a lot of work this year uh, in 2020, 2021 of uh, just uh, producing some awesome, nostalgic yet new, fresh art. So shout out. Big money cyber grind. Oh, the CP also features some really impressive guest vocal appearances. Just got, just to talk about that right away, Sean Richmond from Arsonist Scale the Girls and Robbie yep. Smith of Heavy Heavy Lolo, who both just absolutely fucking kill their features, and they're both clearly endorsing this band. Like this is a stamp of approval with their appearance. Clearly, uh, the the, the track with Robbie, Robbie's got a big part in that. Wow, it's uh, like all of Robbie. It's like uh. Sometimes guest tracks are just like, jetta, 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 jetta. Like, that's them. That's it. That's all you get is that little part. But, like, man, Robbie's thick in that fucking track, man. Uh, and that is also my favorite Agreed. track. I'm going to throw that out there right now. That is my favorite track of the album. That's one like, of the wow, better. That's a lot of Robbie. That's one of the better tracks for sure. His appearance is, let's be honest, one of the, the biggest highlights of this EP. Um, the biggest highlight of that song, easily, especially. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, I mean, it's already a great track without the Robbie Smith feature, of course, but his performance is, like, mesmerizing. It's like a spoken word uh, kind of performance at first, and then he even sings a few bars, and then he goes back into, like, his usual, like, barked and kind of, like, snarled delivery. Yeah. Uh, the spoken word thing, and I know you're going to agree a little bit at least, that it took me to a Fawn Limbs area for a second. Absolutely. Spoke- I was like, oh, what the fuck? Where, what am I What am I listening to? Like that kind of thing. I, like, I would fuck? venture to say that that sequence was inspired by, you know, Darwin Falls and just like Fawn Limbs more um, sort of art grind. Uh, Give me more of that shit like that. It's Give good. Me that. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciated that moment. That's one of the best moments on the EP for sure. Just great, great yeah. performance from Robbie Smith. Uh, and Sean Richmond fucking kills his feature too. That, that song is fucking sick as hell. Very Absolutely. memorable. I mean, uh, Bobby also doing some spoken word on that track as well, uh, which he does, again, all over the CP. And it's something that's super prevalent on this record. But when that, that Sean Richmond feature hits, oh my fucking lord, you better get your neck brace because that shit fucking snaps, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
an absolutely savage feature that fucking reminds me why Arson is Skid All the Girls is like such a beloved West Coast band, uh, such a, a beloved band here on the West Coast, rather, uh, and why they had such a good run, even in, in the face of some serious fucking adversity and loss, you know. They had a rough time. Yeah, they really they did. They, yeah, they, if you look into the band's history, you know, they, they definitely had a rough time for sure. They had some big time ups, ups and downs starting very early on in their career even. But again, just Sean, great to hear him fucking come in on this track and just fucking slay it. It's also a fairly lengthy track too, offering some kind of like sludgier parts as well in the intro or the the outro rather, and it's like fade out. I, I feel like Mantis might be the best track on this album without you know examining the vocal features too much because I feel like the strength of the vocal features kind of carry those respective songs, and the one without any features that's my favorite is definitely Mantis because it's like a it's the longest track. Uh, and it sort of allows the band to kind of like uh, do a lot more shit and like kind of like space it out at an atmospheric opening, a great buildup. And like Botch, they just they're really good at making you beg for that part. And they really deliver here right around the 60 second mark. And the spoken word parts are just so good. It just feels like everyone is perfectly placed. Like they're borrowing so much from Heavy, Heavy, Lolo and Daughters, but with the use of eight strings. So it's just it just it fucking hits so well. Loving that combination. What are some other songs that you enjoyed? Well, man, uh, I mean, the ones we've already talked about, honestly, uh, my favorite track would be uh, the one with Robbie. Uh, yeah. The, there's uh, the Matador named uh, Matt at my do- at, at the door. That's that's, that's the one. And, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a, I guess we'd call this an EP, right? Yeah, it's an EP, but that's yeah, funny you bring that up because it's fucking pretty goddamn lengthy. Like, for an EP, it clocks that's in at why 20... I was qu- yeah, I was questioning it there. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-two minutes long. Like a lot of bands <laughs> would just like split this up into like ten or thirteen tracks and call it an LP. Yeah. Like for example, like the last song, there there was totally potential for them to to have done that. Like I don't know if you listen to it like super closely, but the the outro song, what is it fucking called? Um, hmm. I'm sorry. Why do all this mouth breathing when I could just spontaneously combust? Like, it has three distinct movements. One part that's like a post-metal intro, uh, like a breakneck groove section in the middle, and then like an atmospheric, almost like deathcore-like breakdown that closes down the EP. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they they could have like put that into fucking three tracks, basically, you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because it's still about twenty, yeah, it's about twenty-two, twenty-three minutes for the uh, the album. Uh, I, I mean, also but other still, than the one with Robbie, I, I, I think would say Mantis it, would be my second track that I for sure I, I favored. Yeah, so. agreed. Let's go ahead and give him Mantis then. Yeah, it's a fucking banger. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, what a void dweller! <laughs> oh, it's void dweller. <laughs> Very cool. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Mantis, which is track three from Thirty Seconds Go. Uh, 30 Second Goes, new EP, A Self-Help Guide to Your Nervous Breakdown, which came out on September 10th. Here we go.
right, so that was Manches, which is track three from 30 Seconds Thirty seconds Goes. 30 Seconds Go. God, that's a hard... That's like making yeah, me... Yeah, I, I, in my head, I do the same thing in my head, homie. I fucking, you, also, so first of 30 all, Seconds... What, Three yeah, seconds to Mars. It's not. It's not. It's, not, it's, not, it's fucking. Thank you. Goddamn. Thank you for saying it. So I didn't have to. It's like so well, goddamn I, I similar. Keep, every time I type into Spotify, they're like, Levite, do you fucking mean thirty seconds to Mars? I'm pretty sure you do. Sure you do. So, oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it, it bugs the shit out of me. But um, yeah, I, I feel like that might be if I were to like be managing this band, I would be strongly encouraging them for a, a moniker change of some sort. To have thirty seconds, or just change in your it name. to forty seconds. Good, <laughs> something like just change a little bit, you know. Um, well, to, uh, so one argument is that they could be benefiting quite a bit from accidental traffic, perhaps, but I don't really see that translating into success of any kind. So, if thirty seconds go has been around forever, that was not an intentional thing. So I wish it was, but that's probably not. They've been around since 2009 or something like oh, that. Oh, so it might so. be, might have been kind of current. Maybe they were at that time going towards that. That's know. what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. 30 seconds go, get back to us. What is the deal with your name? Maybe we'll, we should set up an interview so that way they can actively have a chance to answer these, <laughs> answer for these accusations. <laughs> 30 seconds go, get back to us. We're Are on you trying to, to steal traffic from Jared Leto. Yeah. You take, you're taking food off the man's table, you know? Don't you want him to be a a multi multi millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How how the the nerve? The fucking We've lost the nerve is here. Yeah. And what 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 kind of what what kind of society do we live in? <laughs> All right, I'm done. Dude, Christian's pissed. This is fucking crazy. <sighs> Flip the table. So uh, let's see here. So the next band we're going to talk about is Possession 1981. And Possession 1981 are a blackened hardcore quartet now from Detroit, Michigan, featuring members of Verolux Defend Leto. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you, Holly. You saw cool. the Defend thing. You saw the one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um Sorry, we were disrupted by the chat there, the live chat. That was that so was good. If, if you're not, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, if you support us on Patreon, you can actively try to get us off the rails when we're we're saying shit, which happens quite frequently. Again, it's not. Did that, so. Yeah, exactly. It does not take much. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, we spoke about this band earlier this year, following the release of a four-way split that they put out via Cliff Parade, uh, Levi's label. And uh, now the band are back with their new EP, Faster on Fire, which they released on October 1st, also via Cliff Parade Records. And uh, their sound, if you're not familiar with it, combines metalcore with like black metal and elements of screamo into a a really, and post-hardcore even actually, into like a very satisfying blend. Um, And I want to say that it sounds focus grouped, but it's like... It's something. It's kind of the same combination of um, of of sounds that that bands like Portrayal of Guilt and Oathbreaker are, are really enjoying a, a lot of amount of success playing. You know, like, but it's um it's more like it's got their own unique take on it yes. too. It, it's moshier, you know. Yeah, um, uh, it is their own little subgenre. Uh, I definitely do. Uh, I, I fucking I want to say that possession. 
has stepped it up uh, even in the the album the, so much their their, their debut uh, of of the album donor uh, it's it is this blackened I mean it is it is a screamo slash mathcore kind of outfit we we just like kind of put it there like like as the 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 the, the main part but they branch off and they are touching that like black inside which you mentioned about portrayal of guilt and everything uh, especially with uh victor's skatey vocals are top notch uh as well there i mean you do you you, you do need to like uh, watch the videos and everything and know how i guess yes. prolific in their in their music videos they've already done because they literally have made a music video for pretty much every <laughs> Everything. track they've made so 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 for that um there's this extra like added side of the subgenre where is this like the horror horror core almost horror b-grade m- movie shit but you have to you can't just listen to them you got to kind of like check them out to understand this but there is definitely this uh added thing and uh shout out to our boy andy in the andy shaco there the yeah, fuck he man, is fucking, it's the big dog uh, S- sf boy as well uh <laughs> andy did the artwork not only for i mean since uh since uh, I, I mean i do cliff parade uh he did bucky's artwork in the last uh episode and he also did uh possessions artwork here for the album and the layout and everything and that adds to the darkness as well um i would like to say andy and possession 1981 should probably be producing films together and i think they should probably hit up robbie from heavy heavy lolo as well and the get collab. Him i feel like everybody can fucking do a three-way there it'd be amazing yeah big uh, big but, shout out to andy shaco he's been really uh helping curate cliff parades uh you know visual aesthetic quite a bit um and speaking of such things this band as you were just saying uh just to kind of shed a light on that victor the vocalist is uh sort of an aficionado of a horror film so he directs all the music videos and just speaking of earlier you know about bands just really effectively curating their visual aesthetic like this band is fucking done it with just putting together one great music video after the next some of them a little on the cheesy like home produced like horror side but i think that that's, that's, fucking awesome. that's part of the charm it's that's so part of the charm good, for sure and and now that they've got like a full-time guitarist it's sort of allowed victor to become like really move into like the front man role and his i mean he's a big highlight of the band for me his his lyrics are amazing first of all um, I think that this a major highlight of this project is his strength as a lyricist, his strength as a vocalist, as a songwriter, and uh, frankly, as somewhat of a visionary. Again, just you know, establishing such a strong visual aspect of the band by directing all the music videos, and clearly uh, has an so, appreciation for film. So, absolutely, uh, we are. I'm going to say the band name Pharaoh Lux right now. And this will be not the first and the last time that we fucking mention this tonight, I guess, because uh, Feral Lux is like everywhere. We've we've mentioned them before in numerous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, had them at Covered the them. first uh, Mathcore Index fe- uh, Mathcore Index Fest, right? That's right. Um, but uh, that was their last tour, so, I believe. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Victor did vocals for Feral Lux, and later on in the episode, you're gonna see some other Feral Lux members pop up. That's right. And so Feral Lux is fucking hungry still. Yeah, just uh, shout out to those fucking boys for just keeping busy. Everybody in there, it's fucking all of them. Dude. All of them just doing great shit. And it's also worth noting that uh, Ben, the uh, the uh, the bassist of Feral Lux, is also in this band too. Yes. Um, or no, excuse yes. me. I'm thinking of um, no, 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 I'm thinking no, no, of El no, Jesus that we're talking it, about Jesus. later. Yeah. <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Did I say yeah, you're it? Getting excited. Yeah, yeah, I am getting excited. Um, 
yeah, but just fucking kudos to those guys who are just all of them fucking killing it, all of them in really good projects, all of them keeping really, really busy. Absolutely. So, 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 uh, yeah, with Possession Man, uh, back to it, just what we were talking about with the, the unique genre side, uh, I would like to say that they, they definitely have a, spe- a special little touch, and uh, th- they definitely made my Halloween a little bit uh, better this year. Yeah, this is kind <laughs> of a, this is a particularly spooky like, EP, too. It has a, a big Halloween vibe to it, um, especially with all uh, the movie samples. I really appreciate yeah. those. I believe lyrically Halloween's dropped more than two or three times in the fucking lyrics in all uh, the albums. So definitely just like check it out. <laughs> yeah, if you like spooky shit, this band is for you. And it, yeah, as as you were just saying, it, it really is. It's like they're kind of playing a very unique sound. There's really just not very many bands that I can like. Ac- I mean, I, I said portrayal of Gil and Oathbreaker, but it really doesn't describe more than just like surface level, like what they're doing, like. Vocally, perhaps, I think that's kind of why I draw that comparison very quickly. But stylistically, it's so much more like punk and so much more like moshy and circle pity, um, occasionally blackened. It's really just fucking like eclectic ass underground music. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, as well on this album, uh, we got uh, Dogwell Feast, uh, the the first single that we put out. And that has a uh, Pete from uh, uh, Mean Pete fuck, fucking uh, from uh, in, uh, Remembering Never. So uh, we got a lot of guest vocals going on tonight as well. Everybody, every fucking band we've covered so far has some guest vocal action on, and that, their, and on their release. And the anthemic lyrics on that track, too. A dog must feast on the misery of its enemies. Ugh. Um, all right, <laughs> fucking so, hits. Uh, let's, let's go into the lyrics and the in the songs. Uh, naturally, uh, the first the first thing because Levi likes to read the lyrics. Dude, fucking Victor's <laughs> lyrics are very good, man. Especially this this album. It's just very fall, very Halloweeny horror. It's fucking great, man. Uh, but uh, I would like to say my favorite track is uh, just Faster on Fire. Uh, the title track same the hands down. Yeah. That is my favorite song on the EP. It's not like it's like particularly like technical or particularly heavy even i think it's just because vic's lyrics are just so vivid and so powerful and if my interpretation of the lyrics are are accurate at all it like paints a picture of a person who has been like completely outcasted and ostracized from their group or like maybe their former lover and they're like so hated that they've been burned in effigy and uh, he just describes the way that he could feel the heat from being burned. <laughs> you know? The, the, everybody, li- just go read the lyrics. Read the lyrics, no yeah. No longer welcome within my circle of salt. Yeah, that, like, that says that a lot. Is, like, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, I, but uh, so so we, we talked about the videos earlier. Uh, Christian mentioned like some of them were the, like B-grade, like horror, like a little cheesy sometimes. Yes, it was. So Possession what uh, started as a COVID band. I mean, these guys decided to make shit when they had nothing else to do. Uh, Possession really went from that donor album and struck a lot of our interest. Uh, and with this album, I want to say that uh, the the first the first title track, or not the f- title track, but... um, Well, actually, it was the title track, yes. So this would be the first uh, uh, music video where they're using uh, Nicholas Schufelt. I really got it. Nick, I really hope I'm saying your last name right. Uh, but he is from the band Gator Pit. And Nick really made that uh, track, Faster on Fighter, the music video, just that fucking step up. Got to see God, full what band. a great music video. Because, mind you, this is the first time we're seeing Possession as a four-piece. Uh, the right. addition of that solid guitarist really just 
let them be able to play live, let them let Vic be able to do Vic. It feels real now, basically. It feels real, man. And yeah. So, uh, I want to say shout out to Nick. Uh, you not only did that one, uh, then you did, uh, dangerous thought as well going on. It's, uh, it's just, it's a pleasure to have you uh, involved with possession. Uh, and just uh, getting that professional side out of the music videos because uh, Victor has that horror side and just having that extra editing piece has really completed the circle of what Possession, I think, wants in their videos. You're right. I think that having the um, like the quote unquote like performance music video, the warehouse music video, if you will, I think that it served them well. Yeah. I feel like that that format to me never gets old. I feel like it doesn't. There's nothing anyone should be embarrassed about utilizing fucking abandoned buildings to film a music video. And it's fucking tough. What's, it's, it's punk. Like what's, what's so funny is like, it's like a, some people need ca- uh, like talent scouting or not talent scouting, but like spot scouting or whatever. Location scouting. Go find yeah. the location scouting. Thank right. you, Christian. Uh, well, they happen to live in a fucking dog shit city, which is Detroit. So they get to go what, wherever they want in any probably fucking building. And they are, you know, anyways. Yeah. Sorry, anybody that I just said that that uh, was in Detroit, but uh, it's Levi just it. called Detroit a shithole place. <laughs> yeah, you might agree, I guess. But anyways, there's enough places where they, you don't need to act controversial. Ask you just go into a fucking building and just like, this just in. Levi's up. canceled. Come on, Detroit! I didn't mean it, Detroit. Seriously, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Um, but in all seriousness, though, yeah, they're, they're fucking killing it on this album. I liked Real Fucking Nightmare, too. I didn't like the back end of the song, but the, the beginning of it is really nice with that great like riff, uh, the verse riff, that is. It's kind of like got that dissonant pull-off part with some chugging and just like nice blasting. Obviously, I love Pendulum Has Swung, but I have to say, I think they captured the energy far better with the original version. This new version doesn't quite have the same like oomph, you know what I'm saying? It's vocally, it does not have the same oomph. I would like to say that there was something missing uh, in the second one. But, um, especially with this uh, record, I feel like Possession is just kind of uh, repackaging and kind of uh, giving everybody everything. Um, as well, why I'm saying that is uh, if anybody picks up the record uh, as far as the vinyl or the tape on the B side, you are getting the two tracks from the... The, the four-way split that Cliff Parade is also releasing with D.B. Cooper and Geistfar, you know. Uh, so you get that, and then you also get the, the cover track. Uh, the band from, we do not speak of anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to go I'm gonna go ahead and have to beep that out, bud. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Anyways. <laughs> they're, they're fucking Voldemort. I'm sorry. They are. They're fucking done, dude. Yeah. Fucking goddamn They're it. fucking... They're done. Yeah, exactly. They're just a funny memory now. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, kudos for, you know, making sure that that shit still happens because it's, you know, I'm sure it's sort of a, a weird situation to be in. Absolutely, man. Fucking just it is what it is. For, and the other thing is, is just, again, if you're not familiar with this band, like go and watch all the music videos. Uh, you know, I would sort of like making listening to the music streaming secondary and like go and watch all the music videos, especially for... Um, Night of the uh, the Brujas and um, God, what's the other one? Knife something. What's the other song? Help me out, Levi. What, uh, for, for from their first uh, one, from Donor. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, I have this knife. Anyway, this band have good music like video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go ahead and play for you. I have this knife, Andy Shaco. 
I fucking. I have this knife. No, I got this knife. I thought you like that better, Andy. I got this. I got this knife. Um, so yeah, I'll link that for you in the description for the um, faster on fire music video. But I think that I think Dog Will Feast is probably like the podcast song, all in all. Oh, absolutely, man! You pick. All cool. good. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Dog Will Feast, which is track one from Faster on Fire, Possession 1981's new EP that came out on October 1st via Cliff Parade Records. Here we go. You gotta remember, man, blood is important to all of us. You know, you can't cheat death, you can't cheat life, you can't cheat anything, really. So that was Dog Will Feast, which is track one from Possession 1981's new EP, Faster on Fire, which they released on October 1st via Cliff Parade Records. Pew pew! Which is our our special our special boy, Levi. That's me. <laughs> That's you, my guy. That's mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the next band we're going to talk about is From Joy. 
From Joy are a metalcore quartet from Houston, Texas. Although uh, metalcore doesn't really begin to describe their sound, really, does it? <clears throat> At all. Because At all, sir. <laughs> it's, it's, so much, it's so much more than that, for sure. They're, they're quickly, first of all, just want to say they're becoming one of the most prolific bands in the scene. Like, seemingly, they formed like late last year, according to Facebook, but they've already released three EPs in a single. And their latest I'm EP. I'm confused by the time frame. I'm so confused it's by the so time much material. frame. Releasing. It's like I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, can, oh, by the way, um, this is my first note. Uh, to to me, from me to from Joy. Uh, can you please put out a full length and not just to a me bunch from of Joy? <laughs> that that's it. That's it. It's like, no, no, from me from me. The to album. Joy, the it. album has to be called uh, to me. From joy, <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah. but yeah, I just like, I mean, it's it's all fucking great, man. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you guys pumping out these little fucking rabbit turds of shit? It's I think that it's, it, I think they're just trying to maybe garner some attention, and, and they're certainly they're probably accomplishing just that with the amount of quality releases that they have put out in the last yeah. twelve months. Like it's fucking. Like staggering, like how much good material they're putting out. The last EP was pretty goddamn substantial too. It was, uh, it was like eight or seven or eight tracks or something. And the one before that was like two tracks and kind of like an interlude. And what's interesting about their sound is that it's just so forward-thinking and almost like futuristic in its seamless integration of electronic music, specifically like breakcore and vaporwave. They keep throwing it in there. They just fucking wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it's like yeah, first uh, of all, you're getting you're getting like hate moshed, and then you're like in the mall, like on an escalator. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so this this three track EP that we got here, um, as well, uh, you're gonna notice the there's that blue artwork aesthetic going on. So there's something happening. They got they got the they got the vision. But yeah, uh. I would like to, uh, so what is it the I believe it's the fucking uh, second track uh uh what's it like uh, when you die mm-hmm. that's the one where it's like huh and then huh something completely fucking different like immediately it's like whoa what the fuck like you know yeah um, yeah that that song begins with like a vaporwave introduction as I it's recall it's a vaporwave but it immediately stops her right. it goes into something else <laughs> yeah it's uh, like 60 seconds of chaos follows that like brief vaporwave introduction uh, all in all, my my obsession with From Joy would be the drums. Uh, that fucking vein. pop and the fucking snare, dude. It's like a vein-like snare. I mean, I that's where I'm at. Uh, that's so I, I'm a little simpler in liking this band, but that is why I like From Joy. I and then also, you know, the the pedals going on. You know, there's there's the the, the distortion, the, the whammy. You know, right? Exactly. Uh, Lots of pitch shifting you know, wah, for sure. You know, it, so yeah, it's uh, but but ultimately it's just uh, it's just the fucking drums, man. It's yeah, great. the I drums are, are fucking crucial there. for sure. It, it definitely yeah. recalling a lot of like pure noise artists or um, closed casket artists. Like specifically, they really recall Chamber for me. I feel like they're pulling a lot from End as well, uh, especially Code Orange well too. Code Orange, given the mixture of electronic soundscapes within metalcore. I'm afraid any further comments would kind of be like redundant to what we've said in our past conversations this year, but this band is, it's just such a fucking exceptional project that we really just had to get it back in the rotation again, just to like let you know that you need to be paying attention to From Joy. And they actually recently just announced that they're going to be doing a run of dates with Mouth Breather too. So if you're on the East Coast or the, uh, the Southwest, I think you'll have an opportunity to see them. 
Yep. Midwest yep. as well. Uh, the, uh, from Joy, we definitely had a discussion about them a few days ago, and we had to definitely throw them back into the mix just right. because. And we, we mentioned them on the release radar last episode, and still, we we got to toss them in here. So, Yeah. Thesis is definitely the song that I want to play, but I just want to talk about It Really Hurts because I feel like that might be the most fully realized hybridization of electronic and metalcore on the CP and that they've done so far. It's like they just lay out this trance beat and then they put a D beat on top of the trance beat. So it's just so like bouncy and like goddamn infectious that you feel like you're in the club, but also like moshing. <laughs> yes. It's Very fucking, well said, sir. it's fucking Very sick, well dude. Said. Like that's not yep. the song that we're going to play, but if you really just want to like listen to some like clubby metalcore, <laughs> they're like kind of doing it in a way that is like way more tasteful than what Code Orange is doing right now. I just want to say that the new direction Code Orange is taking is like so cringy and so obviously pandering to just this like secular motion that music is constantly going through where we're just like we pick an era and right now it's the 90s and it's specifically new metal and more specifically bands like fucking Rob Zombie and Power Man 5000 and to a lesser extent like Nine Inch Nails kind of uh, sort of like targeting Code Orange really heavily right now with this conversation but <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's sort of cringe and this is a better direction yeah I, I would totally agree man everything you just said right there I agree and yes not that I don't love Nine Inch Nails but it's like no one's going to do it the same way it's kind of like the same complaint I have about a lot of bands mimicking Deftones too in metalcore Sonny from The Heaviest, I posted about this recently online, and Sonny was very quick to point out that as much as bands are pulling from fucking Nine Inch Nails and like Alice in Chains and shit right now, just weird places, they're also pulling from um, more obvious things like Deftones, like that, just to see that kind of like come back into fashion, that sound with bands like Loathe, just really heavily biting their sound, you know? Yep, absolutely. This is becoming an entirely new conversation now, but... But, it's something to think about. Yeah, Something to think about. from Joy, you, you give us a lot to think about, for sure. The, yep. the potential yep. of, um, I feel like you and Methwitch are really just out there putting like the electronic elements together really fucking well with metalcore, and Fawn Limbs to a lesser extent, too. You know? Also, uh, this is a Christian and Levi endorsement together. Um, we believe that the, the new Limp Bizkit album kind of is okay you know what upon subsequent listens i have to say any remaining trace of nostalgia has been vaporized uh i will say yeah 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 it's not like it's gonna have like a lot of replay value but if you want to just like feel and just just that the bathe in the nostalgia of fred durst speaking to fucking dj lethal to bring you know whatever the fuck he says but it's great to to see uh that they still are living (laughs) <laughs> and they're still making music. Isn't that nice? Isn't that good? That you know, nice. I, I got to say, there there were some parts that I did not hate, some parts that I thought went pretty fucking hard. There's a couple of good songs on the album, but there's also some really badly attempted and badly performed, um, uh, you know, attempts at ballads and like just like yeah. more melodic shit. And he just does not fucking nail it at all. I might, I might just uh, dwindle it down to this. Uh, can you guys just all just listen to the the opening track? And then just shut the album off. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I feel like the opening cool. track is, is it. 
Yeah, that, that, that'll give you what. Good. It lets you, it gives you the vibes. And you're like, okay, that's enough. Good. All right, all right, that sounds good. Yeah, he, Levi's oh, right. Red that's honestly. Is dead. That's nice. That's good. That's right. That's nice. <laughs> without even without even uh, looking at the track listing, I'm gonna just have to agree with Levi. There's like maybe one or two other songs that kind of like do go off, but um, that's the one that's like the most immediately rewarding. No, we are not gonna play that, Robert. <laughs> 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 Looking, whoever whoever uh, they work with, Epic Records will come and like take the podcast down probably. Um, as soon or, as for all those math cord dollars that we have in the bank that yeah. we got that we got saved. So yeah, let's go and play thesis for them though. I think I think that's let's the do one. It, man. Love it. <clears throat> After that extreme uh, tangent there, so we're gonna go ahead and play for you thesis, which is track one from From Joy's new EP, Only Here, and that came out on. October 22nd math law is what I specialize in. <laughs> Thank I you, Robert. D- I, 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 I doubt that, Robert. I <laughs> truly doubt that. <laughs> Here we go.
All right, so that was Thesis, which is track one from From Joy's new EP, Only Here, which came out on October 22nd. I, I love the way that they just they blend electronic and metalcore and just even manage to throw in a bit of melody in the process before just utterly annihilating you all over again with a gigantic fucking breakdown, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty awesome. Super fucking good. So the next band we're going to talk about is El Jesus. El Jesus are a metalcore, post-hardcore solo project turned live performing act, also featuring members of Fearalux. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So a hard shout out to that band this evening. The band was formed by David Paul, guitarist and backup vocalist of Fearalux, uh, who started again as a solo project, but has since added three or four members to flesh out the full live lineup including uh, Ben, also of, uh, the bassist of Fearalux on guitar. The project is back now with its second EP, To Keep Me From Dying When I Want To Die, which was released on November 10th. I think Bandcamp says otherwise, but 10th is the official release date, according to their socials. Man, this project is so fucking good and heavy. I, I would describe it as like jarring, frantic metalcore with elements of mathcore and uh, lately a lot more post-hardcore stuff kind of worked in. Very heavy breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Occasional melody, very short heavy sm- breakdowns. Yeah, that, like that, that, that slow knocked and loose low. level breakdowns. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I feel like they're they're sort of venturing into that knocked loose and vain territory, but also ultimately, I feel like Feral Lux's sound still bleeds into this quite a bit. Like the melodic elements, the the chorus parts, they still recall Feral Lux a great deal for me, which is a, not a complaint at all. I think I think that's. It sort of like gives me what I want, honestly. Man, uh, you you said pretty much everything that I wanted to say. Man, it, it's a uh, it's pretty short and sweet with these guys. We have uh, you know. Excuse uh, me, while I pour my before. tea. Yeah, it's a. Uh, For our uh, listeners, I'm not tinkling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Levi. Continue. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, it, it's a tease. Once again, another fucking little EP here. Just it like, is kind of a tease. Because right? the last thing they yeah. put out was a single, um, The Headless Dozen, which I didn't really care for this, that single quite as much as I enjoyed what was on the last EP. I feel like last was is yes. their best material yet. I don't feel yeah. overall like this is quite a strong batch of so- songs either. <clears throat> uh, notably, the production... <clears throat> isn't quite as strong um but they still manage to give me what i want like i'm not gonna lie like no one is getting in is very technical and chaotic it's like the chaotic number on the ep um that's my favorite track that's for favorite sure track. Yeah. it's got great great guest vocals as well um the, like diminished staccato chords and fast guitar runs and that brief breakdown so of course it's it really like is i think will sell you on the project but um like if you wanted like a mashi number, like a dance number, like the title track is it. Like to keep me from dying when I want to die is basically just like your classic hardcore song with one extremely danceable moment right after the next. But it's also interlaced with like some melody too, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's there's like a big yeah. there's a big like mosh part and then there's like a two step part. It's nice and well balanced. Now, I didn't really the, the last track didn't really like hit me quite as good as the other two. I feel like no one is getting in is, is the song we should probably give them. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a little short and sweet, but you know, it, it's amazing. It's good. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. No one is getting in, which is track one from L Jesus's new EP to keep me from dying when I want to die. 
and that came out on November 10th. Here we go. So that was No One Is Getting In, featuring Stacy of Beltway uh, by L. Jesus. And that's off there. That was new- fast and sweet, man. Very fun. short and sweet. And, I, of course, I failed to mention, again, that, that, that track features Stacy of Beltway as, on guest vocals. But she kills her feature as well. Wait, you mean Beltway? From Beltway, yeah. The label Cliff Parade, Cliff Parade? Records? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's, dude, that's my label. That's so crazy. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> There, anyways. Shout out, Stacy. Well done. Yeah. Um, were you sincerely not aware of that? No, I knew. I knew completely. Oh, okay. I just okay, didn't cool. mention it. I just thought I'd give you shit. That's it. So. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> no, um, My bad, uh, everybody. Jesus. Uh, LG's played like, like legit. We did this the last time. Legit. 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 played. They played maybe like a night or two ago and uh, had Stacy uh, doing that track with him. Oh. Cool. So it was Word. fucking amazing to see. So, yeah, I really hope to see this band like put out a full length and like do a tour. Their their sound is so fucking good. They should be playing like big gigs, you know. The biggest, <laughs> only the biggest for Cliff Parade. Well, they're not yeah. on your label, but only the biggest no, for no, Cliff no, Parade no, no, as but well. Stacey's involved. <laughs> Don't so. take it back. <laughs> okay. So the last band, the last project we're going to talk about, brother, is the Sound That Ends Creation. The Sound That Ends Creation is a solo math grind project from Allen, Texas. And uh, if you're not familiar with this project, I would be pretty surprised. It's like one of the most prolific artists in our scene, uh, having released already a split uh, earlier this year with Focus Rights and just steadily putting out an LP a year along with some like supplementary singles and EPs here and there since 2015. Is he, So is this our fourth? run in with this on the podcast third or fourth no it's the fourth it'll be the fourth time we we cover uh chris i believe you're here. correct on that yeah i think we covered um, the one that We've was covered everything that 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 he's done basically <clears throat> well no we had we didn't cover like the earliest stuff but i think we started covering this band in like 2017 so yeah but um okay I mean, I've been so posting say, about I it, but we haven't, you know, on the podcast, rather. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, mean, well, I, mean, the, I, I, I like to say, I mean, he's probably, the, that's what I'm saying, the fourth time on the As podcast. I'm pretty sure this is the, the fourth time we've we've played a, a You're probably right. From, that sounds yeah, accurate. So. Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so now this project is back with its new full-length album. <laughs> this fucking title. Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, which came out on November 5th. I had to- I had to list. I had to look up Coomers, and I yeah. saw it, and I was like, "Oh, I see what." Okay. All right, I get it. Okay, I, just, I had to look it up. That's sweet nivete. Not familiar with the fucking the uh, the the bullshit meme lingo, but um, yeah, fucking this this album is is just so over the type, over the top rather. Like 
So for those not acquainted with the sound uh, that ends creation, it pulls a lot of its over-the-top presentation from bands like Psyopus, uh, but it manages to work in like big breakdowns and heavier parts, similar to a lot of MySpace era, MySpace era artists like See You Next Tuesday, kind of like bordering deathcore or death grind territory occasionally. I, I'm sorry, I have to I have to throw sure, it in sure. here. Uh, my, yeah. my, my fucking I show my shove my wedge in here, but uh, <laughs> I, it also is like it's similar to or is going off also Luke Kelly. Uh, oh, if anybody out there, if they're both channeling the same uh, anybody just involving with Mathcore Index for years, you know about Luke Kelly and this. I mean, we really haven't covered Luke Kelly. No, on we the should podcast, but the but the man is very prolific and amazing in what he does. And just if you're confused, like Levi, what are you talking about? Stop podcast. <laughs> go check out Luke Kelly and then go back to just what we're talking about, about uh, the cat. Uh, I mean, about uh, the sound and that ends creation. Uh, They're both pulling both... from very similar artists for sure. Both pulling very heavily I... from the Mr. Bungle and sleepy time <clears throat> gorilla museum. I want these, t- I, since Luke Kelly is just Luke Kelly and I, and that Chris is just Chris in the sound that ends creation. I want these two to go on tour. I want the fucking math core <laughs> slash organ grinder circus that that would be together so so gentlemen that's a 100 recommendation that is that is fucking on your plate or if anything just do a split because like i any it's just like it is so crazy um and in no way are these two artists the same but they are so similar it's fucking crazy man so that's all I'm gonna say. So go ahead. I just didn't need no, to, I needed to get totally that. Totally good call. They are like really as I was trying to to say, they're just they're channeling absolutely the same sort of palette of influences and yes. both very much influenced their music is kind of like informed by sort of like jazz swing kind of in a way. Just just so <laughs> Jazz swing, yes, dude. Yes, it's yes. like just so like fully embracing and even embellishing the zaniest that was established on meme streams and flying machines. Uh, but the heavy moments are now heavier, notably heavier. So just kind of like taking it to its like logical um, next step by just like stepping up the intensity of all these things. The album also features a lot of really great guest appearances. You got Cameron McBride of Methwitch. Uh, boy, you love to see that collaboration. Carson Woo! Pace of Callous Dowboys. Kate of Pupil Slicer. So just fucking homies all over the record. It, uh, it, uh, Mathcore Index community fucking unite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's fucking great, man. It's, it's amazing. And full effect uh, on this album, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite track would be the one with Carson. Uh, this, yeah, Carson Pace. Is that, is yep. that is Carson that his Pace? Last yeah. name? Carson Pace. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I haven't heard much of him before, uh, but he seems very promising. Um, but I really like that track that he's on. Yeah, Carson definitely killing the feature on that track. Um, yeah, uh, this is just like it's just one of those like kind of wall of sound type projects where you just really have to be ready for like balls of the wall turned up Everything. to eleven constantly <laughs> redlining kind of sound it's very like unrelenting in a way that is not dissimilar to frontier not like so much sonically but just in the way that it's just like always maximum signal always loud dynamic very rarely soft which is probably a note that both projects could take um some exercising some soft dynamics would sort of like decrease the ear fatigue that i experience listening to this sort of music occasionally Mm-hmm. Even even I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
but you know, I, oftentimes I actually am in the mood for that too. Conversely, so unfortunately, one nagging complaint I have about this record that I just have to get out of the way is some of the guitars feel a bit MIDI. You know, they feel a bit programmed, and I get that MIDI. I was going to say programmed. Yeah, th- yeah, that was in my notes as well. Yes. And I get that that's a tool for composing and, um, in this case, performing, but I just don't quite enjoy it. You know, I don't enjoy that sound quite as much. Um, on that note, I would yeah. like to see a full band get behind this guy because he's just out there actively performing the shit on his own. He's of, actively <laughs> performing on his own. Performing, so doing crazy. solo. Yeah, performing as a solo artist, doing vocals and guitar. So just sort of like switch, you know, back there, backtrack. It's it is very impressive to see him pulling it off live. He's, pu- he's pulling it the fuck off live. So big time kudos there. But I would like to see on the album specifically live horns, live keys, and uh, maybe guitars that don't sound quite is is corrected. But that's just my that's my personal preference. Uh, there, there's other guitar, there's other like MIDI guitar artists in the scene who are like doing it pretty unabashedly. That includes Thought Crime. That includes several other cybergrind bands that includes uh plastic bag face mask who uh, you know there's a lot of points on their records where i'm like this song sounds almost completely midi guitar but that's just like one small nagging complaint and it's not like all over the album it's like just certain very articulate sequences that sound a bit you know a bit yeah, I get it. to me i get it yeah. yep absolutely but this this album you can't you can't help but love it for like what it is like, especially when that opener comes in jiving and vibing, which is kind of immediately <laughs> lets you know it's like a, a loungy, like swing number. You know, you just want to yeah. sound like, you know, toe tapping and finger snapping. It's just such a fun way to kick off the album. Uh, track two, you got the Cameron McBride feature and it's just got gigantic fucking breakdowns about gay frogs. That fucking, uh, that fucking that that sample just it's fucking crucial i also really liked uh i'm sorry i can't hear you over the sound of how wealthy i am that was another good one i fucking that was yeah uh the lyrics in particular the the like like everything he's done uh it has just like peaked up on the chaotic side you know and just hearing everything like i said it's just like a circus fucking like organ grinder going on uh yeah I, I, it's very circusy every i mean what i mean what track is not a filler you know what i'm saying when you're just having a album compiled of just complete chaos like this you know there's no there's no like down point really yeah that's what i'm saying i feel like there needs to be more of like a dip in the album to sort of add a bit a more breather. yeah a add a, maybe yeah. a bit more of a breather because um, I feel like the result is that the tendency is that the tracks kind of like blend together a bit. Not to say that there's not like unique moments in, in tracks, but yeah, stylistically you know, it blends together. It, yeah, it bl- blends together. Agree. Yeah, it, the, the track listing kind of blends together at times. It sort of is a blur to me. Oftentimes when I'm listening to this album, where you know this and memes, dreams, and flying machines both kind of have that effect on me. Um, not to say that again. There's not moments that are just like fucking clutch and heavy as hell. Again, as you were mentioning earlier, that Carson Pace feature on "I Hate Ice," I don't, don't even put it in my water. That's a fairly fucking strong track, and it just features some great call and response vocals from the two of them, just back and forth. And that just fucking that that moment especially is just so good. Carson really killing that mm-hmm. feature, and Chris really feeding off his energy really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeding off that energy rather. 
And uh, what, what else? Uh, you're a loose cannon, but you get results. The Kate Davies feature. Fuck. Like, also, she kills her feature as well. Just another great vocal, vocal uh, guest vocal spot. And compositionally, one of the more interesting tracks, too. It's more varied. Again, those suspiciously programmed guitar runs. But other than that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, once once again, just like shout out, just like having like all the homies in the mathcore uh, mathcore community, just like doing the guest vocals. It's yeah, truly, it's it's so great to see the community coming together and fucking uh, just all of them throwing down on this album. Everyone in the community, all of them, is three. Yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone only <laughs> the, the people that we mentioned. That's it. So, yep. And me and Levi were there. <laughs> I like the, the the closing track quite a bit too. Uh, it's going to be a no from me, dog, which is one of the <laughs> which is uh, 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 it, that that track. I mean, the track, the, the very experimental track title. Love it. Love the track title. I don't know about the lyrics, but the track title. Yep. Um, and I also just like that it's got that like little, you know, uh, audio sample that kind of just like lets you know the album is wrapping up. So. Yep. yep. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I think we should go ahead and give them, I'm sorry I can't hear you over the sound of how wealthy I am. I'm trying to, like, this episode avoid doing the obvious thing, which is giving everybody, like, the track that's got a feature on it and just sort of, like, focus on Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's switch it up. All right. You feel me? Yeah, so we're, we're going to go ahead and play uh, I'm Sorry I Can't Hear You Over the Sound of How Wealthy I Am, which is track five from <laughs> Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers. The new album from the Sound of the Dunes creation that came out on November 5th. Here we go. So that was I'm Sorry, I Can't Hear You Over the Sound of How Wealthy I Am, which is track five from Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, which is the Sound That Ends Creation's new album that came out on November 5th. 
So if you made it to the end of the podcast, uh, wow, thank you so much. Uh, if you're, you're, Shout out. Yeah, big, big fucking big ups if you made it all the way to the end, especially if you're a first-time listener. And if you are, uh, and if you enjoyed what you heard, and uh, you like us as, as people, you like us as human beings, and you want to you you support us um, in our endeavors, you can become a supporter of our Patreon. Why not become a Patreon supporter? Gosh darn it. Ah, uh, for a dollar a month or more, you can become a Patreon supporter, get access to our Discord, listen in live on the podcast, actively talk shit and attempt to distract us, um, and uh, there's some other cool stuff that you get as well. So we'd, we'd love to see you in there. Love to see you in the Discord. And uh, if you're just listening, you're not familiar with MathCore Index, of course, join the fucking Facebook group and obviously follow us on all of our socials. Uh, we have an obnoxious Twitter presence. I know everybody loves that nowadays, so I'm, yep, yep. I'm working on cultivating that actively. <laughs> um, and uh, naturally, be sure to follow fucking... Check out Levi's label, Cliff Parade Records, uh, my label, Dark Trail. If you fuck with that, yep. you want to hear some MathCore or some Screamo, um, check those out. And uh, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, man. So great, uh, great, uh, great uh, another episode here, I guess. It was a podcast. It was a po- it was, <laughs> dude. It was definitely a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 69th <laughs> nice episode of Mathcast. <laughs> I'm your host Christian. And I'm your co-host Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and. Stay beautiful.